Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, a local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And it is our Christmas episode, and I decided to take a left turn and do Horror Christmas, and I picked Black Christmas. Black 1974, Christmas. not the remake. Yeah, um, I was texting a buddy of mine, and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm about to watch this uh, movie for the podcast this week. He's like, what you doing? I was like, it's Christmas month, so we're doing uh, we're doing Black Christmas. He was like, that like a horror movie? I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. So he sends me a photo of the new poster. He's like, you're doing it on this shit? And I was like, no, nah, it's the original. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it, it is weird to me to do horror movies at Christmas. It is, but I watched this one a couple years back, and I loved it so much. The Scream uh, Factory came out with a re-release of it. 4K, so I decided to pick it up and do it on the podcast. This movie is really uh, a cult classic. Fun fact that I didn't even realize. Everyone talks about Halloween being the originator of slasher films. This came out four years before Halloween. And there ain't much slashing, but yeah. Well, it set up the slasher. I mean, the the tension, the the being watched, the whole like being watched trope. And mm-hmm. you don't know you're being watched. Like they came up with a lot of stuff. I was about to say a lot of horror elements themselves from this, this movie. This is the groundwork for all future like slasher films that mm-hmm. came after it. Friday. And I didn't even realize that until, you know, rewatching it and doing a little bit of research. I was like, oh, my God. So it's directed by Bob Clark, you were saying? Yeah. So Bob Clark, you don't want to know what else Bob Clark did? Yeah. What did Bob Clark direct? A Christmas story. Fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> And baby geniuses. That's crazy. He did a he did like the OG horror Christmas movie, and then he did like the OG like loved beloved Christmas. Yeah, movie. he went on both spectrums. He did Porky's. Porky's is awesome. Yeah, those are like his main. He did baby movie. geniuses. Yeah, ah. that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. I guess he needed a paycheck, right? <laughs> he must have been like eighty and shit. But back in the day, he fucking put out some bangers. Well, this movie came out in 74, and I think People Christmas Story... still love this movie. I don't know what year Christmas Story came out, but it had to be the 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's it's definitely of its time. Um, so what did you think about Black Christmas? Initial... Because you just said you just watched it this morning. I did. I just watched it. It's fresh in my mind. When it was over, were you like, I'm glad I watched that, or... You know, I probably won't watch that again. I won't watch that again. Really? But no. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I told you, uh, not even intentionally, but because it is this time of year and there are so many horror fans out there. Like, I've seen like four people do many reviews on this movie. Mm-hmm. And I went in like fresh minded. You know, I was going to do it on my own and see what I thought of it. And I love certain elements of it. Like, I'm a big sucker for old timey things. Like the phones, I love dial yeah. rotary phones. Like I think that's awesome. I miss shit like that. Like being in my grandmother's house. Um, I liked I liked how that house was set up. It was so cool. Like it had a fucking basement, an attic. It had four floors. Like that. All these house, rooms just that house or sorority house, whatever. Right. It looked solid as fuck. Yeah, like that bitch like, can withstand right. the apocalypse if it needed to. Right. And it looked a thousand years old. Like. And this is in the 70s, so mm-hmm. just shows you, like, how old the house is. But uh, it's pretty much, it goes through a sorority right right around the holidays. They're all about to leave for, uh, go home or go abroad or wherever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Margot Kidder, which I love her as Lois Lane in the original Supermans. Um, she's, she's just, she's sexy to me. I don't know. Like, I loved her in these movies. Barb. Yeah, Barb got it the worst. <laughs> I don't know, old girl in the beginning, she got it very bad. Too. She got it pretty bad. She made it on the cover of the fucking movie. movie so, <laughs> dude, like, if you were in a horror movie though, like, would you rather be the first kill or would like the last kill? Like, what's funny is there was an interview with that uh, with that lady, and she was talking about. She's like, I didn't have much much acting in that movie, but everyone seems to remember me and wants to come up to me and tell me how great I was. Did you just open your mouth with your eyes wide open? <laughs> it is her. I fucking told you, Bob. It is her. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think the, if I was in a horror movie, it wouldn't matter. Like, I guess if it was, as long as it was like a cool kill. Yeah, you know that's, what, that's the thing. I would want to be a cool kill. Yeah, take me out. Cool. Yeah. You know and I mean? that's the thing is uh, 
this is a horror movie, but it, it leans itself more like a psychological thriller. Thriller for sure. And I think that's why I liked it because I've said it before on the podcast. I'm not the biggest horror guy, but whenever I watched this, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it uh, it does a good job of pulling at you. Like, I was more scared. They weren't even jump scares, but, like, they turned into jump scares for me. Like, when <laughs> the old lady was walking through the house or something, and then it cut to uh, it cut to the police sirens going mm-hmm. off, and they got me. Like, I'd kind of like, ooh, all right. Yeah. You know, like, and that's what it does. It does a good job of building that tension. Mm-hmm. He did. He laid so many, like, foundations, like the uh, point of view. Like first person point of view of the killer. Yeah. Like you just see his hands as he's like crawling through the house. That's scary as fuck. Yeah, man, because it just shows him like watching them and like, yeah, that's what I said. That's like a big fear for a lot of people. Or it would like zoom in on like the attic door and mm. it's just black and it's just zooming in on it real slow. Like, you know, he's there like, mm. fuck. Yeah. And then like little things that, you know, people don't even notice, like they were in the house with him for, you know, two days. Mm-hmm. And nobody had a there. fucking clue. Like, you ever seen those videos of the uh, like yes. homeless people living in people's yes. houses? He's like, he's like, I kept missing food and I didn't know where it was going, so I set up a camera and there was a fucking homeless girl like crawling out of his attic. Like, what the fuck? That's fucking terrifying. That is, that is, that's terrible. So, what is this movie even about? Like, we keep talking around the plot, right? Uh, like I said, the uh, sorority house, and they're all about to go off for Christmas, mm-hmm. and um. Barb, who is played by Margot Kidder, she is uh, like a spoiled rich girl. She's really just at college to like have a good time, a party. And her mom's like super loaded. And she's like, does anybody want to go skiing for two weeks in the Alps or some shit? And I'm like, sounds awesome. It sounds like your life's so bad. She just had like somebody shit in her cereal. And I was like, all right. So it's laying some groundwork for what kind of character she is. And uh, the girl at the beginning, she's kind of like a quiet you know, girl and she like misses being at home and stuff. Are you talking about the first one? The first girl that died. I don't even know. Yeah. They paint her as like the the innocent one. Two shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got, uh, the girl with the glasses, uh, Phil. And then, uh, I love the house mom. She was like the coolest. She was, wasn't she? Yeah, like going just, around getting drunk. I loved all the fucking she just hiding like places. Liquor out of everything. It literally, yeah. Even the toilet, I was just like, wow, that's pretty nasty. That's desperate. Well, no, I mean, she had it in the clean part. I guess, but still, yeah. Only the clean water goes in the top part. It still makes me uneasy. <laughs> it made me think that like it wasn't all the way in the water. Like it was just enough to keep it cool. I don't know. She pulled at it for a while. Yeah, that shit did have a long ass streak, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I guess you got a point there. But yeah, the, the, the old woman was cool. She had the shit in all, like old dictionaries and shit. Right. Um, but like even like because when the dad shows up, because the first night she gets it, she's packing up her bags and Barb makes her feel like a piece of shit because she's a business her family and stuff. And Barb had just got the call from her mom that they weren't at home and she'd have to pretty much fend for herself in the mansion or whatever if mm-hmm. she went home or whatever. So she was all butthurt and took it out. And of course, like she'd been drinking. Right. It's a party. That's one thing I like about this movie is how much it builds up the characters. Mm-hmm. Like even in 1974, like they. For a very of- short period too, because it's not like you get a big 45 minute intro into their lives before shit starts happening. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like this movie's only an hour, hour and 38. Like I know I was surprised because, uh. The night before I started watching it, I got about an hour in and I was like getting tired. I wasn't paying attention. So I'm like, let me just finish it tomorrow because I'm off work anyway. And I realized I was like, it's only an hour into this fucking movie. Like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I think that that's one thing I realized while I was watching this movie is older movies had so much better writing. They just had better. Like, I wouldn't say better writing, better pacing. Maybe. But. The like attention you, span of new of new audiences are different. Like they need something to be happening like every minute, every minute, every that's minute. That's true. But like I said, like they do a good job within the first fifteen of the movie that you feel like you know all these people, right? Yeah. You know, and uh, even the boyfriend, the one that plays Santa, like he's not even a part in there, but like you, you get enough of him that you're like, oh, this guy, like I wonder if he's gonna die, <laughs> right? Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, how many of the boyfriends are gonna get the axe? 
But uh, they're having the party, and um, she's trying to talk to her mom or whatever, and it's all loud, so she tells everybody to get out, and she yells at Claire, and then Claire goes, like, runs up to her room to, like, pack her suitcase and stuff, and they got another girl that we're not talking about. Um, Jess. Jess, who's got a sexy accent. I don't know what that is, but... I don't either. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was trying to figure out, I think she might be from... Like, France? I was getting like a French vibe off of her. I don't know. Maybe she's French Canadian. Maybe. Because my buddy Dan, who actually lives in Canada, he he pointed that out when he did his mini review on it a couple days ago. He said, I love how you know it's made in Canada because they said done with government funding at the (laughs) beginning of the movie. And like, I guess that's like an old trope for Canadian movies. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a cool little fun fact. I was like, I'm going to have to remember that when we do this movie. (laughs) Um, yeah, she's probably French Canadian then. But yeah, she was she was hot. Like good actress too. I don't remember seeing her in anything else, but she was good in this. Uh so yeah, she's uh kind of like she's there, she's having a good time, but you can tell something's bothering her, and then that's when she makes the call to her boyfriend. And she's like, I need to talk to you tomorrow. And he's like, what's wrong? And she's like, nothing. I just want to talk to you face to face. And right. and when all this is going on is we get the first. She hit point. him with the fucking Han Solo. Did you hear that at the end of the phone I know. Call? I did see that. I like, was like, yo, you should have known something was up right then. I'd be like, bitch, I'm coming now. What the fuck you mean? I'm talking to you tomorrow. Like, I'm supposed to just go on about my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my girl is like, I tell her I love her and she don't say that shit back. She just says, I know. Like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Guys, I guess we're a little bit more fucking laid back back then. Maybe that shit would have bothered me all day, all night until I see her the next day. <laughs> Fuck you, mean you don't love me? What? I was thinking about that. Like, how would I even handle that? Like, I love you. I know. What? Wait, Bitch, what you mean? You no, know, right you better love me back. Like, <laughs> fuck you, mean? Maybe come through this phone. <laughs> Especially if we've been dating for months. So I'm saying, like, he knocked her up, dude. Like, you know, obviously they ain't been together enough. Yeah. And she was kind of cold, dude. I'm not going to lie. She was kind of cold. Like, well, she knew what was up. She knew he wasn't going to want to have the baby, and she was going to have to fucking stone arm him. No, she wanted. he wanted to have the baby. Well, I, because he I, was, meant, I meant she knew he would want to have the baby, and she was going to have to be like cold about it. Like, yeah. And that's what I meant to say. Right. I don't, I don't forgot what it is that she's like studying to be or whatever, but it's like really important to I her. I don't think they say, but she's like... In college for some, it makes sense. Like if you're in college and you're trying to start a career, like and you accidentally get impregnated, it's like you have to make that choice. Do I want to keep on with my career, or do I want to have this baby and raise a family? Because it is hard to do both, and I don't know many people that can. No, but also back in the '70s, that shit was like that was like almost unheard of. Like people didn't have abortions back then. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. I would assume anyway. I don't even know where she would have went to get I don't know, maybe Canada's a little bit more like she has a closet, doesn't she? Jesus Christ. Dark. Oh. Um, but anyways, like so yeah, like old girl goes upstairs and she's packing and like what did he do with the fucking cat, bro? Did he kill the cat? Was he the cat? Like I don't understand. <laughs> You do see like some shots of the cat and then he starts. He takes the, I think he takes the cat in the attic because that's how he gets the old bitch. Right. You know, she pops her head up there like, where are you at? Whiskers and fucking she gets the hook. So is he coursing the cat to meow or is that him meowing? That's what I'm saying. Did he kill the fucking cat and now he's making cat sounds because he's a crazy fuck? Doesn't say. Because he does baby voices, chick voices. Dude, he's fucking out of his mind. That and guy's like the dude from fucking Police Academy. He's could do oh, every right. fucking sound effect known to man. I was trying to figure it out. Like, is he doing these things or is he like holding the phone up to somebody else? Because it sounds like he's... The last one, like with Phil, I felt like he did that. Part. Right. He held it up to her for like the screaming and shit. Yeah. But the but rest the- of them, it felt like it was just one person doing it back and forth. Like, but the only problem with that is uh, like either that house is like soundproof that's what I'm saying, because he's fucking, yeah, you do a shit like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? And you can't hear that? Like, I feel like the neighbors could hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's probably the only part of the movie that, like, probably could have used a little more explaining. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't like, because he was calling off the, the house mother's phone the whole time. And mm-hmm. her it's not like her room was in a fucking attic. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. it, I'm assuming it was out the way, but like, I don't know. And it wasn't like a, a portable phone. Like he had to do that shit right there. Yeah. He had to be right there yeah. in the top of the stairs, even though the phone was downstairs. I don't know. I just feel like with all that ruckus, they would, uh, they would have heard something, but movies. Yeah. Movies. Um, it's not that big of a deal. It's just one of those things like, how do they not hear that? And then you kind of like let it go. Right. But anyway, so yeah, he's a pretty fucking fucked. He just kept saying, like, I had the subtitles on, and I'm glad it did because it shows yeah, you what he's saying. That was a lot of shit. Like, I'd hear some of it, but some of it I just couldn't make he's out. He's just calling like, him, like, little piggy. I want to yeah. lick your pussy. Like, fuck, yeah. dude, you're fucking weirdo. I gotta make a hard cock for <laughs> you. Shit like that. Yeah, I saw that, and then it was like, Billy. Billy, what did you do, Billy? Yeah, so, so the movie's pretty interesting because uh, Claire gets it first. You know, he puts the bag over her head and she's sitting there the whole fucking movie with a fucking plastic she's rocking thing her, her in the rocking chair. Right. And then we don't get another kill for like nah, most like, of the movie. Yeah, a good 45. Yeah, we just start. Well, the house mother gets it. And what that's my thing. I, I guess because the attic was like a full big ass attic, like mm-hmm. it would make sense they'd have a pulley, you know, to be able to lift stuff up through the attic to end the attic i need know? one of those because fuck right but um, i don't know if you have an attic oh you don't but I don't have attic. <laughs> but i have to like haul shit up that attic on my ladder and i was just like i wish i had a pulley system like that but yeah there's like no uh yeah like i was like where the fuck did he get a pulley rope yeah like, that's pretty like industrial with pulley hook and everything yeah. like, <laughs> it should be in a warehouse but as a, that's the only thing i could figure because the house was so old like they just they needed it maybe it wasn't just for the attic but like to put anything on the second floor or third floor or whatever i don't know because yeah. the way the stairs were built it looked like it would have went like right down there probably um yeah the scene where it shows him outside breathing heavy and shit like 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 an out of shape fucking doverman <laughs> and then he just kind of and then you just see him crawl in the 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 uh gazebo like you know the whatever mm-hmm. with the plants yeah. I don't know what they're called, but I know what you're talking about. Right. It's like it's in every horror movie ever that people climb up to get into a window. Right. And then, of course, like it's the 70s. None of these fucking windows lock from the inside or anything. He just well, she even said that in the movie. She's, She's like, like, you know, this you is realize only- this is the only door and the only window that's locked in the whole house. Like, uh, why the fuck? Because they live in the middle of fucking suburban. I mean, America. it is Canada. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they uh, what's his name? That one. They're on a campus. Controversial. Yeah, that's true. The controversial director. uh, I can't think of his fucking name. But anyway, he did a piece on people that don't lock their doors. Like he would walk into people's houses. Like, why don't you have your door locked? He's like, they're like, we don't have a need to. I think it was in Canada, too. Yeah, he's lucky because like if he was. Oh, you're getting shot in Texas. Shot the fuck up. Right. Most places. Shoot first. Ask questions later. Yeah. If I don't know you, like you catch these bullets. Like. (laughs) I'm not going to wait to see if you try to kill me. Do you lock your doors? Fuck yeah, I lock my doors. Every time? Yeah. I got a fucking... I got a... Uh, we don't fire warning shots, man. Like That's what I got. <laughs> Catch you in my house. Your ass is getting clipped. Yeah, I don't... I don't. I, I tell my mom, because my mom used to be bad about that shit. I'd not locking the door? Yeah, not locking her back doors and shit. And then mm-hmm. I come in and scare the fuck out of her. She'd be like, why'd you do that? And I'd be like, because your fucking door's unlocked. Like, <laughs> fuck your fucking door. You got to teach her a lesson. Yeah, like, I mean, I, better now, better me than fucking somebody that's going to go in there and kill her. Um, I had a friend whose mom used to sell pills, right? Mm-hmm. Sell her prescription pills to, like, people that she knew. And... Word got around that she was doing this, and one day, a couple of guys went into the house with, like, some knives, I think, and took all the pills and all the money or whatever. It's like, shit can happen. Why you gotta fucking lock your doors? Because you don't... She was up in a wheelchair, you know? But... That's an easy lick. That's why they did it. Because mm-hmm. they knew she wasn't gonna give them no trouble. Right. But if she was like sitting that. in that wheelchair with a sawed-off shotgun... <laughs> The motherfucker, she blow the first one into fucking lasagna. The right. other three might run. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think everybody like yeah, I'm not lock saying your you doors. Should, yeah, I'm not saying like it, maybe you're not a gun person, but like I don't know. 
I'd rather have one and not need it than need it and not have it. Right. That's just how I feel. Well, out here in the neighborhood that I live in, people will go around and check doors and somebody got their gun stolen out of their car because they didn't lock their doors. Like, Yeah, that's the same thing. I don't understand why people don't lock their cars. Right. Like, you got to lock everything up now. Mm-hmm. It is sad that it's that way, but that'd be, that's just the way the world is now. People yep. are desperate and they're willing to steal shit. Yeah. If it ain't nailed down, they'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know how I knew it was it was bad because you remember when that uh, hurricane like leveled Puerto Rico? Yeah, and they were trying to get stuff out there to like build and get the power back on. Mm-hmm. Whenever they would stop for the day, they would steal the generators, the everything that they had to work and try to get the power, the grid, the tools. So they, everything would get stolen <laughs> by the people that they're there to help. God damn, people are savages. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? When when times get real tough. You're going to see people's real character. Yeah. All that fucking help my fellow man. That shit goes out the window day one. Right. So I don't know. Um, so, yeah, anyways, the uh, the the father of Claire comes and this is where we get introduced to um, Mr. Jess's, Harrison. Yeah. Mr. Harrison and Jess's boyfriend, Peter. Mm-hmm. And Peter is uh, wants to be a concert pianist. And he's been at this place for like eight years. Like, I don't know. I guess he's trying to be like a doctor in uh, music or something. I would imagine. Well, he's trying to be a uh, a professional pianist, but he obviously didn't do well at his um, final audition yeah. or whatever. Which I thought was pretty good. Like, but, I don't know who was on that piano, but I liked it. But yeah, so uh, he... Oh, yeah, dude, the old man, Mr. Harrison, gets whapped with a fucking snowball. Oh, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> Knocks his fucking glasses clean off his face. <laughs> Peter's like, my bad, I should have been watching him better. And he's like, I'd say you should. <laughs> and he's like, I said fucking sorry. <laughs> there is, like, little bits of, uh, like, humor in this. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, he's like, I'm sorry, man. He's like, I, I hate to bother you. And I'm like, well, you were just a dick, so let me help you now. And uh, he's like. He's like, I've been looking, he's all supposed to be with my daughter here, and she's not one to be late, and I've been here for hours, like, you know who who she is or where she's at? And he's like, oh, yeah, I know her. She stays in the sorority that my girlfriend's in or whatever. And uh, Yeah, it's real close. I'll walk you over there, uh, and we'll uh, check it out. So they go, and then, of course, uh, the house mom shows them around, and shows her a room and she's got posters of like <laughs> that was funny I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up that like it's a peace sign but it's two people yeah, it like a, a man laying on top of a naked woman she just has her hand over it <laughs> well because he saw something else it was like i forgot what it was he picked up mm-hmm. but it was like sexual and he's like i didn't send my uh daughter to college to drink or and uh meet boys and then that's what the uh house mom mrs uh Forget what her name is. But. Would it be Miss Mac? Yep, there it is, Miss Mac. Okay. So Miss Mac, uh, Miss Mac puts her hand over the the poster that shows the asshole, and it's like a peace and love. It's like you know, it's the seventies though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all about free love, and shit like that. You know, right? Um, yeah. So the dad, he's like, I, I don't know. She's like, I'll take you over to this uh, to the frat house. Because, like, I guess in the 70s, the frat house wasn't a complete fucking animal house, you know? So like, Or they didn't know about it anyway. <laughs> right. Or it was during the day, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. were fucking handing out presents to kids and shit. And that's where you uh, see Barb, who's still fucking drinking. And uh, the guy, uh, Phil's boyfriend, is playing Santa. And uh, it's actually another funny scene. Like, he's sitting there, and you can tell he doesn't want to be doing it. I love that he's cussing right in front of the kids. Yeah, right he gives no fucks. No fucks at all, like. That's what I thought was so funny. And it, he goes like, you stupid bitch or something like that. And she's like, doesn't have to say it. I have a filthy vow. Right. <laughs> he's like, I don't give a shit. I love that. They just let shit go in the seventies. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. Um, probably why they birthed more serial killers than any other decade. Well, they had more, but if they birthed them, that would be in the nineties. That they would be serial killers. No, because they didn't start killing people when they were born. They started killing them when they were in their teens and, like, you know, when they were adults. Yeah. So, like, yeah, 70s, 80s would have been, like, you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know, maybe. (laughs) 
I feel like the big name serial killers, like all of them happened in the 80s. 70s, and, 80s. Yeah, 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 I guess so. And then, uh, what's his name? Bundy was like late 80s. Mm. Mid 80s, some shit like that. I don't know. I remember they didn't kill him till like 90-some. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, they uh, she's getting hammered, and then they all take the dad over to the police station to... Uh, Followed Mr. Porson's report, and then I love the fucking police officer that give no gives no fucks. Yeah, he gives he does not care. Yo, shout out to the guy that plays the fucking lieutenant though, because he's in Enter the Dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, he's actually like one of the biggest names in this movie. Like, <laughs> no, I, I recognize him. Yeah, from I've seen him in other stuff. Like he kind of looks like young Sean Connery. Uh, That's what yeah. always makes me remember him. But um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh fuck yeah, he's in Enter the Dragon. Like we're gonna see him do some cool shit. Not really. But, uh, so he's like the lieutenant, he's talking with his mother and she's like, you know, it's not that uncommon for kids to stay out late or go to a friend's house and not call. And she's like, it's not for my daughter. My daughter always is a good girl. Like she comes back. So like, we were going to go buy a gift for her father. She would have wanted to be there for that. Like mm-hmm. something's wrong. And he's like, all right, well, we're going to get a search party together and we're going to try to find her. Well, this is later because they do talk to Mr. Uh, Lieutenant Nash or whatever it is. Right. Or, yeah. And he gives no fucks. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, what number can I call uh, if something comes up? She's like, fellatio. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't he, and he doesn't catch it, yeah. which is pretty funny. Yeah, because they make fun of him later on in the movie. About yeah. It. But uh, so they go back home and the other boyfriend is, I guess he's friends with the lieutenant or knows him. Or is a family friend? No, uh, Claire's boyfriend. Yeah. She, uh, Jess goes to the boyfriend. He's a hockey player. Oh, right, right, right. That's what it is. And I love this guy's fur coat, man. Like, dude's rocking <laughs> the is. fuck out of that fur it coat. It looks so good. It's like Joe like, Namath, he Looks dude. Like, like he's a pit straight. Like a fucking, like a baller, dude. Like, <laughs> And then he marches up to the fucking... Uh, starts throwing shit. I'm like, fuck, only in the 70s can somebody do some shit like that. And that's when he's like, oh, we'll get a search party together or whatever, just because this boyfriend, I guess, knows somebody. That and the little girl have gone missing. So yeah. they're like, that's two girls. That's not a coincidence. You know? Well, don't they find the little girl while they're doing the search party? Yeah, which is fucked up, which makes me believe that this dude fucking killed her. Is that what? It, yeah. Only as a distraction. Like he left her there because he knew eventually they would come find, look for. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a small town. It's a camp. It's a it's a college college town you know so you have the campus and then like the probably the houses that sorority and frats use and then probably just a little bit of others that's true yeah people that just work in the town you know right so yeah they find the little girl and And of course the mom's fucked up that that got me too you know because i got kids yeah there's always something with a little girl in these movies i know dude what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) every time i was like fuck you greg really yeah um so they all go back to the house and uh, Peter and Jess are there. And Peter's like, I'm quit the, I quit the observatory, which I think they kicked him out. Oh yeah. You know? Cause he failed. Yeah. Like it's one of those things like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. It's like whenever you get fired from your job, I quit you come home, <laughs> you come home and you tell the wife and hey, fuck that job. I quit. I'll just, I'll find something else. Find something better. Yeah. I already got something better. <laughs> That's what it is. And, and uh, uh, that's when she tells him that she's pregnant and he's like, we should start a family. Let's get married. And she's like, I do not want to marry you. And I do not want to have your baby. And he just loses. Well, that shit. was earlier. She told him that in the observe in the piano place. Oh, right, right, right. And then he made it seem like he had already made all these decisions for her. He was mm-hmm. like, look, I quit. He's like, I've fucking stayed in one room for eight years. That guy have to wait in a line of six to take a bath. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Taking a bath. You're going, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I let it go. And uh, it is crazy when you live in certain big cities. I've heard of that. Like if you want to live in New York, you have to share an apartment with like four other people just to make rent because it's so expensive. And it's still two grand. Yeah, exactly. And for a closet. No, I'm not doing that. But anyways, so uh, and he's like, he's like, I'm going to leave. He's like, we're going to leave and we're going to get married. And she's like. You told me that was your fucking your biggest dream since you were a kid, you know, and that you, you know, and she's like, I'm not ready to give up on the things in life that I want to do, like, yeah. I, you know, and it's it makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you fucking, he goes, if you get rid of this baby, I want you're gonna fucking regret it, like, you know, he's trying to make it like, trying to tell her like, uh, like force her into having the kid, you know. 
And she's like, you need to leave. And he's like, don't you get rid of this baby or else like type shit, you know? Yeah. And then it shows him like standing outside like a fucking stalker the rest of the movie pretty much. Um, so the calls keep coming when it's just Jess there. <laughs> then Phil and uh, Claire's boyfriend get there and then uh, he leaves with the cop. They tap the phone. Yeah. Which, by the way, can we talk about this phone tapping? I was so fascinated by the phone tapping thing. So they did something with the whole phone. or but And uh, he goes to the phone company, I guess. No, he's got a guy. at The guy from the phone company is the one that put the tap in. Right. But he's at some kind of, like, switchboard. Yeah. He's at the phone, the phone company. Uh, I don't know. I'd never seen that before. It was yeah. pretty elaborate. Yeah, that's pretty cool how they do that. Yeah. Or how they used to, like, I was going to say, people. it's not like that anymore. No, nah, it's everything's all. But he had to go and like find these switches. He and... had to go tap into each individual phone line, like if he if it was going off. Yeah, because like that was the only way he could tell, like if it was doing something, you know. And because like it shows him like running through, looking at each one. It's kind of cool. Um, it is, but it gives it some merit when they're like, "You need to stay on the line, right?" So we can figure out where he's at because. I know in the 90s they tried to do that, but technology has come a long way since then. And you could phone tap in a a few seconds so that whenever they're like, you got to keep them on the line for at least three minutes. It's not real because you can tap it in a couple of of seconds. Yeah, now, but back then you did. Oh, in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about in the 90s. When I watch movies from the 90s and they they try to pull that trope. Yeah, but then... The criminals got smarter too because they started finding ways to bounce the calls off of the shit. Yeah. And because uh, that's like one of my favorite scenes of The Sopranos. And he's like, puts the phone into that thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is it safe to talk on this fucking thing? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing the Taliban used to do. He goes, reroutes it to a third party, throw the phones away after. And he's like, all right, fuck it. And then they like have their meeting or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, that's fucking crazy that they had to get to that because of the fucking feds. Tapping all their phones, like you know, and now I mean? it's just burner phones, right? You buy a prepaid phone, you yeah, use, use it, you throw bitch, it away, they toss it, and mm-hmm. like that's what these guys do. They talk on, they give a new number out like every other week. Yeah, like I don't use that number no more, I use this one now. Yeah, back in the day, um, when I used to buy pot from guys like that, like every fucking like once a month, my dealer would be like, Yeah, I got a new number. Fuck, you get a text, I got that gas. Yeah, we're like, Who the fuck is this? It's like, It's me, man. I don't have this number. Like that's my new number. Yeah, get rid of the old one. <laughs> I don't miss those days. I'm glad that shit's getting legal now because yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Now I get not gre- that I do it, but now I get greeted. It's, <laughs> it's a lot better. It's it's a lot better, right? Um, but anyway, I just I thought the phone tapping was fucking fascinating. So uh, he keeps doing all these crazy shit on the phone, and uh, then he goes and kills uh, Margot Kidder. He goes and kills uh, Barb. Mm-hmm. And she's got all these crystal uh, animals and stuff in her oh, room. Oh, speaking of, real quick. So I need to... <laughs> so I was having issues with my 4K. Mm. So I just bought this movie. I gave you the Blu-ray copy. I kept the 4K copy because uh, I have a 4K player. And uh was watching it one night with the wife. And the movie kept freezing. And with these boutique labels, sometimes there's like faulty disc and shit like that. So... It just kept happening, and I was like, I can't deal with this right now. So I email Scream Factory, and I was like, hey, is this like a common issue? I'm having trouble with the disc. I wake up the next day, and I'm like, let me try and watch that movie again. See, and it gets to the crystal part. That's the reason I thought about this. And it freezes again. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with this disc? I'm like, it's brand new. So I take it out of the 4K player, and there is a a piece of hair that is stretched across the whole disc. I don't know if it's human hair, pet hair. I don't know what it is, but it's the reason my desk kept messing up. Mm. So I just, it was fucking furiating me and it was just a piece of hair. This is insane. So, but the crystal part, it froze. I was like, God damn it. I was losing my goddamn shit, but took the hair off and it seemed to work fine. That's good. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know how a hair piece of hair got in there. Cause I put it from the fucking, uh, case into the fucking 4K player. Well, you have fucking gorgeous hair. Your wife has hair. Yeah. I mean, you have animals. Like, it's possible. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that split second. But, uh... But anyway, so, so yeah. yeah. He grabs the old unicorn and goes to work on old Barb. Like I said, she got it pretty bad. And there's not much 
gore in this. Like people get killed, she but you don't has see the most a, blood in this. Right. And it's all over her hands and stuff, it's but, but you don't even. see a whole lot. <laughs> right. Um, so pretty much everybody goes to bed, gets it. So then Phil, we don't even get to see how Phil dies. No, because he, she goes up to look she, for him and she, her well, and she goes to her room and then she sees Barb's door shut and she's like, Hmm, that's weird. Like Barb's been asleep. So then she goes to uh, she goes to uh, Barb's room, and then the door just shuts behind her, and then it kind of looks back up at the attic for some reason. I didn't know why it did that. Well, like if he's in the attic, then how the fuck did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I guess so. Oh, but then uh, you do get the call, and they finally tap it, and they figure out where it's coming from. Call's coming from inside the house, and the cop's a fucking idiot because. He was like, is there any other phones in the house? They're like, yeah, but it's a different number and no calls have came through it. Yeah. Cool. I, how could you not put two and two together? Right. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you're obviously not fucking Batman. Like, <laughs> you ain't figuring this shit out, detective. Like, um, But that was a very iconic line. Like, I hear it all the time now. Yeah. It's coming from inside the house. And they've used that in God knows how many movies. Now, right. You know what I mean? So, like, that's another, it's another trope that came from this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, a lot of the, a lot of horror uh, aspect comes from this movie, whether you want to admit it or seen it or not or whatever. But a lot of this, like you yeah. said, the slasher, it laid genre. the groundwork for those slasher horror films. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably why this movie gets as much love as it does because they were able to make a movie like this at Christmas time because I ain't gonna lie. It takes you out of it from the beginning. If you're somebody that like for me that loves Christmas and it means a lot to you, you don't want to think about bad shit. During the happiest time of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, like, usually, originally, this was going to be called Stop Me, but then they. Yeah, this worked. But, but then yeah. they trained, they changed it to the holiday season. But that's also another thing that, another trope in, hol- in uh, horror movies is you have My Bloody Valentine, you have Friday Halloween. the 13th, Halloween. That's when these horror movies started using, you know, season, holidays, holidays to, yeah. you know, stake their movies in. Prom night. Mm-hmm. Carrie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so like I said, I think that's why. And like I said, it does a good job of of building tension. You know, it follows characters down hallways and in the bathroom. Like, you don't know how many times that old woman slid that fucking thing. And I thought when she slid it back, there was going to be old boy behind her. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it didn't. And it, like, it built it. And it was like... Mm-hmm. That I can imagine, like, you know, for its time, like, they've never seen anything like this before in their life. You know I'm glad I mean? they did. He did such a good job on it. You know what I mean? Right. With the with the screenplay and the direction and the actors. Like, everyone brought their A-game, and it did lay the foundation, but it's still a solid movie Yeah, within itself, in my opinion, <sighs> anyway. So, it's down to just her, and the cop, he, uh, the lieutenant calls Nash. Who's the guy that's a fucking dumbass? I love that. He tells him, he's like, tell her, he's like, calmly tell her to walk the fuck outside. Mm-hmm. Because he calls the cop that's outside. And of course, he got his throat clit, which is another trope. How many movies where the cop outside gets killed first? Yeah. Like, even in that movie Death Sentence that we both love, they put a cop outside of Kevin Bacon's house and they slit that motherfucker's throat and then put his head on the horn to let them know he was there to kill them. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? I haven't seen that in so long. That's another one you need to pick. Oh, Death Sentence? Yeah. Oh, we'll definitely do that. I've only seen it the one time. Oh, like, I so bought good. it and watched it, and I was like, this is really good, but I haven't, like, revisited it since then. I fucking love John Goodman. He's got He's the best so five good. minutes of any movie ever, dude. You always quote that one line, and it's so good. Lord knows I've been patient. Go. Go with God. Bag full of guns. Like, it's so Such fucking a good. Line. I need that shit tattooed on me. That shit is too good. Go with God in a bag of guns. In a bag of guns. <laughs> goes, that make you the man that killed my firstborn or my secondborn. Puts that fucking hand cannon at him. Yeah, dude, that movie's good. We'll have to do that next year for yeah. sure. Um. So yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, tell her to leave the house. Don't mention the fucking phone calls coming from inside the house. Just tell her, don't go upstairs. Don't do anything. Just go outside. And I'll be there in five minutes. So Nash is telling her, and he's like, hey, Jess, uh, is anybody else in the house with you? And she's like, no, they're upstairs asleep. And he's like, okay, well, 
they're fucking dead pretty much. He doesn't say it, but like that's what he's thinking. Like, well, they're fucking dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need you to go walk out front. The other officers are going to wait on you. Wait. He's like, don't ask any questions. And then she's like, what's going on? What's wrong? And he's what just did gets, I just fucking say? Just go outside, like I said. And then finally, he's just like, bitch, the phone calls are coming from inside the house. You're going to get murdered, bitch. Don't go upstairs. Your friends are dead. Run for your life. Right. And she's just like, huh, please answer me. Like, let me grab a fucking poker and not do what the cop tells me to do. Mm-hmm. And then she runs to the fucking basement. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I don't know, man. Dumb bitch. Like, that's what I kept thinking. Like, you dumb, dumb bitch. Yeah. You're trying to just die. Go outside. You're trying to die. <laughs> Like, you can't save them. They're gone. You've been calling them for 10 minutes. Ain't nobody answering you. They're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. And another thing that bothered me at the end of this movie, like when it's all said and done, how the fuck do you leave her in the house? You know what I mean? What do you mean? When when she fucking kills Peter and they're like all fucking sitting around her in her bed and they're just like, yeah, we just doped her the fuck up. She'll be fucking dead to the world for about because four Because they thought hours. it was Peter. They thought Peter was the guy that was doing all of it. Doesn't matter. Take her to the fucking hospital. This is true. She's probably traumatized. Don't don't tell us she killed somebody and doesn't have any kind of like emotional, you know what I'm saying? It's it's the father of her unborn child. Like that is the stupidest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yep. They didn't even clean the fucking bodies up. No, I just left them there. We'll take care of this later. They just left them there. And then the phone's ringing to let you know, like, I'm still here. Where are y'all going? That probably drove me more insane than anything else. I was just like, this makes no fucking sense. I know like, the end of this movie. They were trying to kill these kids. This is true, yeah. <laughs> they were trying to kill these fucking kids. I know the end of this movie will get to you. Oh my God. It just made no sense. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then like, you don't really get a good look at the guy. You get to see some you don't hair. Get it. That's the one thing. Eye. That's the one thing I do like about this movie is you get no information on the killer at all. Yeah. You don't know who he is. You don't know why he's doing it. You What's don't know motivation, what his problem is. Like we can speculate if you want. Because I was. I think curious. he's an escape mental patient. You think so? I think so. Hmm. Because he was definitely on some shit, boy. I think from the calls, he was uh, he was a troubled kid. He had a mom that abused him. Right. And I think that that was and, his house he grew up in. Hmm. That's a good one, too. Well, I mean, it's a sorority house. So Now? But what was it 30 years ago? 20 years ago? You don't ago. think he's the same age as them? I think he's the same age as the girls. Think so? Because my thing is I think he tried to get with one of these girls, maybe Jess, like tried to hook up with her, and she just rejected him, and he couldn't handle the rejection. So he broke into the sorority house to, you know payback kind of thing i guess it does make sense that he would be their age you know because that's my that's my speculation is he got rejected and couldn't handle it but then he killed the little girl though well he's already fucked up like yeah. he already knew what he was gonna do yeah. like he's like i'm gonna break like into I, their house like and- i said i really think he only did that as a distraction because, yeah that- like they did they didn't have a lot of a, a big police force in that town yeah. so he knew if they were all out looking for that girl yeah, they wouldn't be looking be for him in the house. The fuck you wanted to do in the house. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, and like he's made call he pretty much using up whatever phone call he wanted at the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um Yeah, it makes a lot more sense, I guess. I I I just thought like skate mental patient, that's his former home. <laughs> he's trying to recreate his fucked up Christmas because like he's got Claire in that rocking chair. Yeah. Like it'd be like his mother type and then he's got that fucking baby doll in her arm which is even more <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah, this guy's trying to fucking recreate some fucked up ass childhood that he had or whatever. Yeah, I do think he had a fucked up childhood. That's kind of what started he knocking over all the toys and shit that are out there. And, yeah. You know, all that. And obviously whoever abused him called him a fucking pig and, you know, all that. Like, I don't know. It's obviously a fucking crazy person. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely insane. But uh, I was just curious, like. It's where the term psycho killer comes from is shit like that. You yeah. Know? I just didn't know, like if he knew these girls or he just picked a house, but I think that's why he's in the house is because he got rejected by one of the girls. It makes sense. It would be like, it would have to be personal, right? Like, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. That's the only thing I wasn't really thinking about at the time, but cause like it was kind of random, but it wasn't at the same time. Yeah. And he only killed women. Mm-hmm. Well, in the one cop, he killed the cop. Yeah. But I really thought we were going to get to see, like, the boyfriends get it. Like, I thought everybody coming into the house was going to get that work. <laughs> and this guy was really not about that life. Yeah, he just wanted the females. Yeah, bitch. Um, 
So yeah, like I said, that and the ending, man, the ending fucked and pissed me off. Like it wasn't even like, oh my god, they didn't get him. It was like you fucking idiots. How did you not get him? <laughs> like, at least know. search the house. Yeah, thank you. Like he's like, oh well, you know, we'll call the parents, bitch. They're not the only two missing. We're missing like four fucking people, and I can't, I can't, I can't imagine because the dude's talking about like, oh, well, they don't have any room for it, bitch. You put them in a freezer. You do something. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. You're not going to just leave you, a crime scene. That's the one thing that bothered me is how do you not have the room for like a few bodies? <laughs> like, was there a mass murder before this happened? Because He's like, the hospital's not meant to. I said, what is it? A fucking cubicle? Yeah, like, right, right. School nurse's <laughs> office? Like, we can only fit two dead bodies. Yeah, we already <laughs> filled our quota, sir. Like, what? <laughs> None of that shit made sense. Like, that yeah. was lazy writing at the end of it. I felt yeah. like if you give it a, just a Tad bit better ending. I'm saying still leave him in the house, whatever, do all that. Yeah. But they literally just left old gold there as a fucking Christmas gift for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then she can't even wake up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's going to get fucking murdered. Right. I don't know. It just got on my nerves. So would you. Um, what do you think about this movie? Well, it won't be added to my Christmas rotation. Why? That's just. That. No, I didn't expect it to. I just wanted to do something different. Right. I mean, like I said, it's not um, it's not a bad movie, like I said. And it is a, a pioneer for horror. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. So I took that into account. You know, I didn't hate it. Um, I didn't love it. But <laughs> it's like a, I get it like a 6.8. 6.8. Like eight. Eight. <laughs> yeah. Didn't quite get the 7 for me. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't terrible. Right. Um. Like I said, it did a really good job of building the tension, but like some of the crazy shit I've seen on screen, just the movies we've done, like that's fucking nothing compared to, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. So it didn't like fuck me up like, oh my God, you know yeah. what I mean? Like this is like, this <laughs> that's is, the thing this is, is like that- reading an article about something that happened back then and you're just like, holy fuck, that's terrible, you know? like That's the thing about being a pioneer of this genre is they push the boundaries so much since then that this is kind of like mild. But, you know, I thought about it, though, man, and like other movies from this time period, like The Exorcist still scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I still don't like watching that bitch by myself. <laughs> like just the fucking look of Gunnar Stahl and Gunnar Hansen in those movies. Mm-hmm. Like, good Lord. Dude. Well, this one still made me uneasy. No, it did at times. But I'm saying like they did. the. I don't know. It's just like it built up the tension so much, but there was no payoff for some of them. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like you don't get to see what happens to Philly. You don't get to see what happens to uh I suppose but like the edge the being I on the edge for, of my seat like and I know that this movie was probably done with no fucking budget that's why it's that way mm-hmm. you know what I mean they didn't have it but like I don't know sometimes the gore it helps pay off the, the tension I feel like mm-hmm. it can but it I didn't need it I felt like it paid off for me anyway but yeah I mean it like I said it wasn't bad but it just didn't wow me i guess yeah like i said most people that like this movie already know about it and are horror fans but if you have not seen it it's a highly recommended like this will probably get people into horror if you're not big into horror yeah this is this like i said this tells you a lot of the stuff that gets people nowadays is was made from this (laughs) you know what i mean uh yeah it's a good uh like a good way to to get on the shallow end of horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't want to get fucked up mentally right mm-hmm. away. Because there's movies that out there that I know that like people are like, you know, this movie's kind of fucking... I wouldn't just say it's for the weak-hearted, dog. I wouldn't watch that. There's a know? couple of them. I watched one recently called Climax, and it was a little too much for me. Right. Well, you said that one about the fucking Nordic uh, metal or whatever was fucked up, right? Nordic metal, not Nordic, but you know what I'm saying. That the Icelandic. Oh, fucking you're talking about uh, Lords of Chaos. Yeah, that like I've heard because it's based on a real. So I'm saying I've heard a lot. Events. I've heard a lot of people say that that movie fucked them up. Like, I mean, only because it's real. Right. <laughs> like it really happened. I mean, some of it's exaggerated, but for the most part, that shit was real. Right. So, and I'm just saying, movies like that, I think, and it's because Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though it's none of it's really based off of a guy based off of like three guys. Yeah. But when you add based on a true story or based on real events, mm-hmm. it just adds an extra fuck, you know? Right. This guy, it was these two guys. They were in a metal band called mayhem. And one of them committed suicide 
And the other one walked in and instead of like calling somebody, he decided to take pictures with his dead body. Yeah. And there's like some other lore, like he kept a piece of his skull wrapped around his uh, neck on a necklace. I don't know how true that is, but you know, lore. Did the guy go to prison for it? Yeah. So he ended up killing one of his other band members and uh, that's what he went to jail for. Yeah. Nice. Album's out now. (laughs) That's fucked up. Yeah. He did have a uh, YouTube channel where he was like white supremacist and they ended up taking it down. But it's a whole fucking wild ass story. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you have that aspect of something, like, I just feel like that does half the work for you. Right. 100%. Like, The Strangers, very simple premise. But that movie fucked with me for weeks. <laughs> I everyone, check my fucking windows and doors every night type shit. Everyone brings up that movie whenever uh, horror, like, movies that actually scared them, like, Strangers always get brought up. Yeah, because it's it's, it's so simple, but so fucking... It, it, you want to talk about tension? Like, I felt like I almost had a panic attack twice watching that movie the first time. Like, <laughs> I was just like, God, please either kill these people or let them go. Like, right. I can't handle this shit anymore. <laughs> you know? And then at the end, when they're just like all strapped up in the chairs and they're like, what are you doing this? It's the most coldest shit you've ever heard in your life. Because you were home. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then they get in the truck at the end after they just kill these poor fucking people. They're just like, don't worry. It gets easier next time. Like, what the is wrong with y'all like <laughs> one that freaked me out recently um ryan Reynolds did a movie called uh voices yeah that's a fucking trippy one you watched it i've i've never seen the movie but i've heard i've heard about the it. reason it scares me is because how fragile our brains on yeah. are so he takes medicine to uh to subdue his psychosis but when he doesn't take his medicine like the world looks different And he's talking to like dead bodies and shit like that. People he's killed. And it's like, fuck, like some people really are that broken. And that's what freaks me out. Yeah. Cause like, doesn't he uh, voice like the animals and shit? He voices the animals and then he voices like dead bot. Like he killed somebody and it's, he puts the head in the refrigerator and it's like talking to him. And he's like, no, it's fine. Like, this is not a big deal. But then he takes his medicine and realizes, like, the fucking... What he's done. What he's done. And he's like, oh, fuck. You know, and it just fucks with me. Yeah. Because that shit scares the fuck out of me. Yeah, like, uh, Criminal Minds, SVU, certain certain episodes of those shows gets to me. Yeah. Worse than some horror movies because mm-hmm. of the fact that most of that shit is based off of, like, real stuff that's happened. Right. And, like easy writing i think that's why people like true crime because yes. that shit really happened but that's the shit i don't like because it really happened like exactly. people really died and it just i can't do it it's like i don't want to know about it because like it's just like damn how could you be that cruel to another human being and most of the time like they didn't even know these people mm-hmm. they were just wrong place wrong time type of shit right and then the other half of me is like, well, I kind of want to know about it so I can know never to fucking make that mistake. You <laughs> well, that's they, that's why they say like 70 percent of audiences of true crime are women. And the reason they like it so much is so they can avoid that happening to them or so they can kill somebody and get away with it. <laughs> is that what they're doing? I think so. They're learning. Think about it. Like half the mo- half the people on that show snapped are women that killed their husbands. <laughs> I was so tired of the fucking beating and the drinking and I just fucking killed him. But yeah, the the true crime, like it's cool to a certain extent. Like I'm more under the like crime aspect. Like I want to know about like gangs and mobs and shit like that. Yeah, you don't want to hear about like the torture and murders. This guy killed six kids, right? And fucking never was caught. Like I don't want to know that shit. Like (laughs) stuff like that. I'm right there with you. But um, so you still have another pick for Christmas. Yeah, I wouldn't tell you what it was last week. You wouldn't week. tell me what it is, so I'm super curious what you're going to pick. Friday after next. Ah, uh, I should have guessed. Hood Christmas movie, baby. That's <laughs> what I wanted to end the year on, because it's great. And it's, why well, I do feel like it's the weaker of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Crews and, and Cat Williams. There are some, like, good moments in it. Because right. I do remember watching it, movements. and I'm like, this isn't good as good as the first two, but... It made me laugh a couple times. You know, when I talk to a lot of people, like 
it, you'd be surprised. Like uh, the older the older heads, we all still say Friday. The original yeah. is the best. But um, if you go to somebody that's like a few years younger, they'll say next Friday. They like next Friday because they're I, like day day. I saw next Friday first. Right. And I thought it was pretty great and made me laugh my ass off. And then I saw Friday and I was like, oh, this is even funnier. Mm. And I can't choose which one I like more because I do like them both. Well, they both have, like you said, moments. they both have moments. And that's the same thing with Friday After Next. But like, um, that's the only one that I think of when I think of all the funny shit in it. And 90% of them don't have Ice Cube in the scene. That's true. Or like, it, Mike Epps might be in it, but he's not, it's, it's not, the scene's not on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the one where I feel like the side characters kind of shined more than they did. But the first two, you know, Craig and Day Day and then Craig and Smokey, like the whole movie was just fucking Batman and Robin with them. That's true. Um, but they're all great and I love them all. But like I was just like, you know what? This is an outside the box Christmas movie that we, we would have never. Yeah, because I don't do. think about it being a Christmas movie, but it oh, is. it's Christmas as shit, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get robbed by Santa Claus. Like how fucking Christmas is that, dude? <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, so this will be great. Yeah, same. I think I only watched it the one time, but I used to. I used ago. to watch this movie so much. I, I had it on VHS, like towards the holy shit. Yeah, it was the end of the era for VHS. I had all three of them on VHS, and uh, I'd watch this movie like every couple of days. Like honestly, it wouldn't even be Christmas time. I'd be watching it because that's pretty it was funny. So funny. I used to be able to quote this bitch backwards. Probably still can. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be fun. Well, I'm excited. Um. So I was talking to Nick before we hit record. I guess I'll go ahead and uh, talk about it now. So we got a comment saying I need to stop giving my opinion, my personal feelings on actors. I mean, that's what this podcast is about, bro. It's just, it's, it's all about our opinion. You don't have right, to. That's agree. Kind you don't of have what... to agree with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we, we let everybody know ahead of time, like spoilers, bitch. Like we're going to give what we think of it. Yeah, know, it's not. So if there has ever come a time where there's an actor that I don't care for, I'll just go down a laundry list of all the terrible things of all the done. terrible things and let you make your own opinion, because I could have done that with Chevy Chase, just gone down the list of like why he's a shitty person. I mean, we could do that with fucking half the actors we discuss. Right. Kevin Spacey. How many movies we done with him in it? All I did was touch dicks like, I don't know. I'd saying. be honored to have my dick touched by there's Kevin nothing Spacey. wrong with touch of dicks as long as you get consent to touch their dick. That was know. the issue. I'd feel honored. Even mm. though I'm not gay, I'm just like... I mean, it was Kevin Spacey, man. Kevin Spacey. Like, what am I going to do? I, like, I mean, I wouldn't just let you touch my dick, but like, yeah, Kevin yeah, Spacey? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Right. <laughs> ah, man, fuck it. I mean, you know, no, I don't want to ever want to lose a listener, you know what I'm saying? Nothing like that. Like, don't think what we're saying is like just to you, but like to anybody that if you don't agree with us, that's fine. Yeah. And if you want to say, hey, we don't, I don't agree with what you said, that's completely fine, but don't tell us not to say what we want because that's right. that's not gonna fucking happen guy like i'm sorry yeah. we're, we're gonna say what the fuck we want 100 and uh obviously i was joking you right. should definitely get consent when touching dicks yeah and like <laughs> and i mean it, it, is clark griswold a beloved fucking character yeah. absolutely 150 percent. is chevy chase a shitty person absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. but like i said you could either choose to like him yeah. Or you could choose not to. And yeah. I mean, you know, that doesn't, you know. Right. But that's why I give Greg movies like that, because I know he doesn't like them. And it, it makes me it makes me laugh because I know that he has to watch it. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind for next year. I think you do that, too, sometimes, though. Oh, I do. I'm doing it a lot next year. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a fucking awesome year on this podcast. And we've had a lot of growth. And we appreciate everybody that listens. And I even appreciate the guy that made the comment, even though you kind of made it like an asshole, like you still made it. And I appreciate that. Yeah, hundred percent. I appreciate the support. Yeah. We love interaction, man. Um, but yeah, like war with cinema. That's what it is. Like, this is our opinion. Like basically we're not real reviewers. We just, we're giving our opinions on movies and actors and shit like that. If you want that kind of thing, go watch Mojo. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying like, you're going to get the raw unfiltered, like what's in our fucking heads. Yeah. It's just going to come out. Like <laughs> sometimes it's out for the best, but you know what? Fuck it, dude. We've been doing it this long our way. Like we're not going to stop now. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean, and I'm excited for 2023. I am too. Um, I have so many movies lined up. 
I got some bangers I plan on putting you on. You know what I mean? I'm going to get you happy about something. I don't know what I'm going to end the year off on. I don't know if it's going to be another Christmas movie or if I'll just get started on the comedies, yeah, the man. 2023 comedies. But Either way, it's going to be fun. And uh, we're going to try to work some stuff. We're going to work on some stuff for next year. We'll, we'll always have Mick on for our annual Mick episode. And <laughs> I've got a couple people that I want to get on because like... Have you talked to Kevin? That's what I'm saying. I got to get I got to get with Kevin. Well, like it's Christmas, so I knew he was going to be able to do it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to talk to him and see if I could get him on first of the year around right. there. But uh, yeah, man, big things coming, y'all. Yep. Well, next week is going to be Friday after next, is it? Yes. All right. Until then. Banging. <laughs> Later, y'all. Later.